This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park. Give me a woo! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor. Gene was wooden. But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Save a Protection of iHeartRadio and Stuff Media. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're talking about bay leaves. Yep. Yep, we are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It became of interest to me recently when I realized I had three different packages of them in my fridge in different areas. Okay. I don't even know if they're supposed to be refrigerated. I'm not sure why they're in there. Uh, they, when sealed in the freezer, they will last longer. Like fresh or dried? Tried. Okay. Um, I mean, in the fridge, like, it can't hurt. Okay. Yeah, I was intrigued by the whole thing. Uh, and the more I got to thinking about it, the more intrigued I was, because here's this kind of leaf <laughs> thing that we put in our food you don't eat. Yeah, you're supposed to take it out before you eat the food that's in. Right, which I usually don't do. But I'm also aware that there's a leaf I oh, need okay. to be avoiding. <laughs> sure, sure. You're not unsuspecting. Right, exactly. Um <laughs> And when I was little, one of my favorite things to eat was spaghetti, uh, which to this day, as I've mentioned on the show, is one of my weirdest food things. I eat the noodles and sauce separate. Okay. But um, I also like to help my mom make it. Okay. And I had a whole song, Spaghetti is Ready When It Sticks to the Wall, la, 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 la. Um, <laughs> And my favorite part of it was the time to mix all the ingredients together after you, like, brown the onions and the garlic and the meat. And you add in all the, like— All the stuff. All the stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I felt like I was making a potion. And the weirdest and coolest <laughs> part of the potion was the bay leaf, which I added at the end. Just a whole leaf. Yeah, you're just like, boop, in there. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I did it with much flourish. Like I was expecting it to go. Um, yeah, and I felt like I was in Snape's potions class, but with a much better teacher. And you can fight me over that if you want. Snape's a terrible teacher. Yeah, right. Thank you. He makes fun of Hermione's teeth. Thank you, Lauren. And it's upsetting. Most people don't agree with me on this point. Oh, man. I'm very happy. I can, we we could have, we're, <laughs> we're like losing listeners. I feel yes, them. I feel them going. <laughs> but like we could have, if this were a podcast about Harry Potter, we would have to have an entire conversation about how Snape is not meant to be a nice character. Right? Oh, gosh. I would be there for it. I mean, <laughs> but not be- too many other people would be. Like, just because Alan Rickman is sexy, I'm not going to argue with that part. Yeah, sure. Great voice. Oh, geez. Interesting character. Oh, yes. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Before we make everyone <laughs> furious. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, remembering to take it out at the end of this leaf. Right. Um, I just hadn't, there was nothing like that. So it felt very potiony to me when I was a kid. Nothing else like that that I had encountered. Sure, right. Right, right, right. Because usually when you add stuff to a food, you eat eat it. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And it doesn't. It just stays that hard texture. Yeah. Um, Yeah, going off of that kind of, apparently several decades back, a wife made some spaghetti sauce, forgot to take out the bay leaf, her husband choked on it, wife calls 911, husband survives, eventually they get a divorce, probably unrelated. Uh, and I'll, okay, I'm wondering if this is apocryphal or not because I found a note that said that they were living in the time in a town called Laurel, Maryland. And I'm like, that's a large coincidence it for is. a person shit choking on a bay leaf for reasons that we're going to go into in just a second. Yes. Uh, if if it is a coincidence, great job, universe. Wow, yeah. If if it's If it's not and it's apocryphal, then that's a pretty funny note to add to a story like that. <laughs> so good job either way, yes. I suppose. Yes, good job all around. But I suppose this brings us to our question, bay leaves. What are they? Well, bay leaves can refer to uh, the leaves of a number of species within the laurel family. There you go, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But most often what we're talking about in Europe and the Americas um, are the leaves of a flowering, evergreen, small tree, large shrub kind of thing. Botanical name, Loris nobilis. Um, They can actually grow to like 60 feet tall, that's 18 meters or so, but are kept under 8 feet in gardens, about 2.5 meters. Anyway, uh, they do grow flowers and berries, but more to our purposes, they have leaves that are these thick and leathery pointed ovals of this dark glossy green, about 2 to 4 inches long and maybe an inch wide, that's about 5 to 10 centimeters by about 2.5 centimeters. And these leaves are harvested for use as an herb because they contain just a whole bunch of compounds that have flavors. 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 Yes, about 50. Um, uh, You know, give or take, depending on your species at hand. Um, All kinds of stuff. Yeah, like floral-type compounds, uh, uh, things that seem fruity to humans, like sweet apples or olive oil, uh, bright citrus, cooling menthol, medicinal herbs, heady woods, and spicy uh, cloves or cinnamon or pepper. Uh, Bay is a classic ingredient in perfumes and other cosmetics, particularly masculine scents. Um, oh, yeah. Like bay rum. Oh, sure. Yeah, I always you... think masculine when I smell bay leaves. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> How masculine. I don't know. They're, they're kind of like like harsh rather than soft, which I guess is right. like the doodly category of scents. Sure, sure, sure. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's a separate podcast as well. <laughs> yes. 
Um, but yeah, uh, when bay leaves are fresh, um, the result of all of these compounds together um, is a pretty assertive flavor that can add this this really punchy, like floral, herby, spicy, bitter sort of vibe to uh, roasted dishes, soups, marinades, curries. Um, sort of like a like a complex mint ranging into like cough drop territory. Mm. You don't want to add like a lot. Yes. Or if you do, you're going for a particular thing. Very particular. Yes. Um, when they're dried, though, um, the result is this mellower, kind of like earthy, spicy flavor that can add some background oomph to, to both savory and sweet dishes. Think like uh, stews and soups, uh, syrups for, for cocktails. It features in many recipes for stuff like uh, gravy, adobo, moussaka, um, and uh, like sauces or braises for roasted meats. Um, and either way, um, bay leaves are best in recipes that you cook sort of low and slow. Like uh, long, long cooking times help transform those sharp medicinal flavors into these softer herbal flavors, which are generally what you're looking for unless you're drinking an Amaro. Yes. Sure. There are two primary varieties of things labeled bay leaves that are marketed in the United States. Uh, Turkish or Mediterranean bay leaves, uh, which are the aforementioned Loris nobilis, and uh, California bay leaves, which are, yeah, different genus and species entirely, still within the family. Watch out for the difference because the uh, the California type are much sharper tasting than the Mediterranean type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't want to mix those up. Right. And yeah, you, you cook with them by either adding well-ground dried leaves to uh, stews or the like, or by adding whole fresh or dried leaves to whatever you're making. Um, the ground stuff is okay to eat, but the whole leaves, uh, yeah, need to be taken out because we can't digest the fibrous tissue of bay leaves, and their their stem bits are, are pretty pointy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a stick. Don't, <laughs> don't swallow sticks. Um, uh-huh. And if you ate one whole, it could it could scratch up your throat or intestines. Um, there are, despite the internet talk about all of this, like very, very, very few actual recorded instances of this kind of thing happening. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just I, I, be, be careful. We want you to have a good time. With sticks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't eat a cinnamon stick hole. Gosh, don't do that. No. Yeah, don't do that. Oh, um, but yeah, um, one of the things that I was reading mentioned that uh, bay trees are considered deer resistant because that sharp flavor and those sharp corners give pause to even giant heckin' herbivores. Um, like, yeah, it's it's one of those things like, okay, these flavor compounds and that toughness evolved as a way to keep bay trees thriving um, in sometimes arid climates, A, um, and and B, uh, to, to keep them free from pests. But as with so many things, humans decided that we like that noise uh, and that we're, we're willing to face the danger of a whole leaf slipping by and choking us. Gotta live on the edge. We're pretty metal. We are. It's true. Mm-hmm. Loris nobilis most likely originated from the Celtic word for green, lore, and the Latin word for noble, nobilis. Uh, I've read that the loris part might also be from a from a common pre-Indo-European root that gave us the Greek word uh, Daphne. <sighs> like, it seems like there has been some letter D to letter L dialect or other shenanigans that have gone on at some point in history. I tried to track down more specific information about this, but this is apparently something the grammarians 
have opinions about. <laughs> um, so yeah, but but like you can you can see it in other word pairs, like I'm odor and olfactory. Yeah. Right? Or I'm or in Ulysses and Odysseus. How interesting. Yeah. So huh, etymology n- unsure. <laughs> Status unsure. Status unsure. Mysteries, histories. Yes. Yeah. But this brings us to a non-mystery, the nutrition. Oh, no, this was a mystery, too. Okay, so, um, so okay, like, like macronutrition-wise, you're not eating enough bay leaf or an actual bay leaf, so you're not really getting any calories from it, probably. Like, maybe a tiny bit of some kind of sugar, uh, maybe some oils of some mm-hmm. sort, but, yeah, pretty nutritionally void macro-wise, but micro-wise, there is a lot of myth and research out there. Um, bay leaves and their extracts are used and have been used for everything from um, easing gas to aiding digestion and inducing sleepiness when taken internally to alleviating dandruff and boils and joint and muscle pain when applied externally and are being investigated for things like preventing cancer and bacterial infections and treating and preventing type 2 diabetes and cardiovascular diseases. Of these, yes, though, um, <laughs> like, okay, like preliminary research has indicated that taking tablets of ground bay leaf can decrease some symptoms that are known risk factors for diabetes and for cardiovascular disease. Um, but human bodies are complicated. More research is needed. Oh, also, uh, just enough research has been done to show that large doses of bay leaves can make other drugs, like narcotics or sedatives, act all wonky. Huh. So consult a doctor if you're curious about using bay leaf or anything else uh, in a medicinal dose. Again, just eating one in your pasta is not going to—you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. No, no, No danger of drug interactions. Right. Yeah. Danger of potential cut on cheek, maybe. P- possibly. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um— Oh, and uh, yeah, don't bother burning bay leaves unless you really like the smell. There's no particular evidence that burning bay leaves has any particular effect on the human body. Or that inhaling burning bay leaves. Right. Right. Not just the physical act. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it might make you feel a little better. Sure. Uh, Yeah, burning stuff is fun. It can be. Don't take my advice on anything. (laughs) (laughs) The saver motto. (laughs) Oh, yep. Uh, And yeah, yeah, um, to keep your bay leaves uh, fresher, keep them in the freezer. Sealed bag. Hmm. I don't know about the fridge. Yeah. I don't even know where I got that idea. I don't think my mom did that. Have to investigate. Yeah, there. you're on. You're on your own. I'm doing my own thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not sure why. But something. It must say something about my personality. There must have been a reason in there somewhere. Especially three hope. bags in different areas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like Just this. Just in case. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like the shenanigans of drunk Andy, to be honest. But uh, I'll think about that later. <laughs> but uh, what about some numbers? Some numbers. Okay. Uh, world trade of dried bay leaves is somewhere around 2,000 tons. And Turkey makes up about two-thirds of that. Western Europe imports the most at an estimated 800 tons. McCormick & Co., uh, the spice company a lot of us are probably familiar with, lists bay laurel leaves as one of their top 25 products. And to this day, they continue to research it. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Mostly like recipe research. Oh. <laughs> but still. <laughs> um, and yeah, you can use it in all kinds of things. Um, sauces, soups, stews, marinades, mashed potatoes, syrups for cocktails, infusion, and chocolate pudding. 
or warm milk to be used in things like creme brulee. Um, a place in Baltimore called Woodbury Kitchen makes a seasonal ice cream with bay leaf. Varieties of bay leaves are pretty popular in Italian, French, Indian, and Greek cuisines. I use them, oh yeah, when I make Chipotle's copycat cilantro lime rice. And apparently, yeah. some folks find that leaf in their Chipotle rice that they get from the actual restaurant. Um, and they think some random leaf from outside ended up in there yeah. somehow. They're like, how did a tree get into here? Yeah. What yeah. is Groot doing in your kitchen? Instagram, Instagram. Yeah. And they like tweet at Chipotle and Chipotle has to be all, that's actually an ingredient. It's supposed to be in there. Sorry it ended up in your rice, but it's going to be okay. <laughs> um, and also, apparently, licorice packages in Italy and Turkey include laurel leaves. And at one time in Scandinavia, a majority of laurel leaves used in households ended up being recycled for licorice packaging. Huh. I would love to know more about that if any uh, listeners have any yeah. insight. Yeah, strange. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, and and uh, laurel leaves being one of the um, uh, pseudonyms. Yeah, or yeah, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, other names that very for, much confused me for a good portion of the early part of this research. <laughs> Wait a minute, is this the same thing? It is the same thing. Yes, yes. And speaking <laughs> of, we had all we have a lot of history around that. We do. Gosh, it's great. But first, we've got a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. 
I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And the history for this one is a bit sparse and a little confusing because a lot of things have gone by the name Bay Leaves or Laurel uh-huh. throughout time. But here's what we know, or what we think we know, or what <laughs> historians think they know that I am trusting that they know. <laughs> um, Bay Leaves <laughs> most likely originated in what is now Turkey. Traders from that region introduced Bay Leaves to the Mediterranean, and from there it spread to regions with similar climates. Now, I couldn't find any historical reason for somebody being like, this leaf, let us put it in <laughs> something. But we're a very creative, innovative bunch. We are, yeah. It smells good. It smells good. Maybe it'll taste good. Let's yeah, try it. Yeah. The word in Greek for the tree itself, the laurel tree, was Daphne, or Daphne, going back to what you were talking about, uh, potentially etymology uh, word-wise stuff, Lauren. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. According to Greek mythology, Daphne was a nymph who was attempting to evade the attention of the god of the sun and poets and writers, Apollo. Um, in some versions of the story, he had been struck with one of Cupid's arrows, and Gaia stepped in, or possibly her father, Daphne's father, the river god, stepped in and turned Daphne into a laurel tree. Uh, yay? Yeah, suitor evaded. You're a tree now. You're a tree now. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Why did they turn Apollo into a tree? Just because he's the god of the sun. <laughs> All right. Uh, in response, Apollo decreed that the tree was sacred, and he began wearing a laurel wreath and said, although you cannot be my wife, you shall at least be my tree. I shall always wear you on my hair, on my quiver, O oh, laurel. All right. That sounds, this This is all creepy. It is. So, so like, she didn't actually evade him at all. Yeah. But she has to, like, hang out, like, her leaves have to hang out on his head all the time? Yeah. And again, she just gets to be a tree? I mean, I don't know. I might like being a tree. Get to be warm, sun. <laughs> Photosynthesizing guess. might feel great. It's true. You're right. I just feel like I like moving places. <laughs> you do. You do. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a mover and a shaker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so because of this story, bay leaves were used in ceremonies, by Greek priestesses in Delphi. Oracles might have chewed the leaves or inhaled the smoke of burning bay leaves. A bay leaf under the pillow was thought to grant prophetic dreams. Some historians um, think that we may be misinterpreting historical text around all of that, though. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, It was also, of course, thought to be an aphrodisiac. (sighs) So lettuce, one. Yeah. The only thing we've ever stumbled upon. Yeah, aphrodisiacs, 20 billion. Which actually, I, I'm because I'm such a nerd, I read a book this weekend on the history of jokes. And <laughs> um, they brought up the lettuce thing. And yeah? It, yes, and apparently during a certain period in time, lettuce jokes around how they weren't, they were going to slow you down. In that were way. like a whole thing? Yes. And I was like, <gasps> that's great. My two worlds coming together. <laughs> Bad jokes and odd food history. 
That's amazing. Yes. It was oh, a good book. Okay. Um, the association of bay leaves with honor meant that bay leaves were highly regarded. Victorious Greek and Roman athletes and soldiers were sometimes crowned with a wreath of sweet bay leaves. A laurel wreath indicated military rank. And this is where we get terms like baccalaureate, meaning laurel berries, and laureate. Uh, bay laurel wreaths were given to successful poets at ancient Greeks' Pythian games held in Apollo's honor, hence poet laureate. Ah, yes. And Greek students were expected to be too dedicated to their studies to marry. Bachelors, also from the same roots as baccalaureate. Huh. So cool. Also sayings like resting on one's laurels. Sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also my name. Hey. Yay. Yay. There you go. Laurel. Laurels. Oh, no. The Laurel Yanni thing came rushing back to my brain. Well, I have no idea what you're talking you don't, about. Or is that that thing where some people, it was a clip of sound and some people heard Laurel and some people heard Yanni. Oh, right. I heard Laurel. I never listened to it. You shouldn't. It could be some kind of weird <laughs> ring thing. You never know. <laughs> okay, done it. Seven and done. years from now, we'll yeah. all regret having listened to it. <laughs> um, some believed that Bailey is protected from witchcraft, and the Caesars thought it prevented conspiracies and accidents. I Might. don't think that worked out that well for lots of them. But it doesn't seem to have. I could be wrong. Maybe it worked out for some of them. Maybe there was competing. Ooh, okay, sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like it. Yeah. The ancient Greeks believed that bay leaves cast out spirits, and some would even put a leaf in their mouth in the morning uh, to cast any bad spirits out. Okay. By some accounts, these beliefs attached to bay leaves lasted in England until the 16th or 17th centuries, particularly the anti-witch, anti-devil aspect of them. Um, some Europeans believed that a decaying bay tree portended bad omens. Okay, sure. Mm -hmm. Yes. Emperor Tiberius, who was terrified of lightning and thunder, wore laurel wreaths for protection during storms. When I read that, I thought, certainly not. But there is a lot of, a lot of <laughs> evidence for it. Uh, a lot of writing at the time suggested that was true. Laurel was believed to ward off any potential harm from lightning and thunder, and the idea came from the widely held belief that laurel trees were never struck by lightning because they were inhabited by a fire demon and thus full of fire and yeah. thus no lightning. Oh. Mm -hmm. This was something our old pal Pliny ascribed to, and he warned against burning laurel on altars or in ceremonies, quote, for the propitiation of divinities. Huh. Don't do it. Don't do it. No. <laughs> or those other people maybe did it. but That's true. You know, I don't know. The solid I don't know. Solid. <laughs> good, good old scientific. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shakespeare's 1595 play Richard II mentioned bay trees. Tis thought the king is dead. We will not stay. The bay trees in our country are all withered, and meteors fright the fixed stars of heaven. The pale-faced moon looks bloody on the earth, and lean-looked prophets whisper fearful change. Ah, those decaying bay trees. Yes. yes. Huh. It, yeah, it's a reference to the superstition that a laurel tree that by custom Roman emperors planted would start to wither right before their death. Oh. Right? Wow. I know. Okay. How scary that would be if you really believed that and you're went, went on a morning walk, the bay tree. Meanwhile, it's just like an insect or a fungus or something like that. Or fate. It could be any of that stuff. Both. <laughs> it could be. That's right. 
Throughout history, yes, bay leaves have been used medicinally and as an insect repellent, everything from keeping moths out of clothes, like early mothballs, ants away from drains and insects out of flowers. Okay. Bay leaves in boiling water, they were believed to serve as an antiseptic. Um, some even believed they induced abortions. Huh. From Nicholas Culpepper's 17th century, The Complete Herbal, bay leaves were, quote, effectual against the poisons of all venomous creatures and the sting of wasp and bees. Oh, that's inaccurate. Yeah. Some of those other things are a solid, possibly, yes. but this one is nah. This is a solid nah. I mean, it might, I don't know, there's like some soothing stuff in there, like like menthol and, mm-hmm. and eucalyptol and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. little bit soothing, but... Oh, okay. I'll give it a solid possibly. <laughs> I like the begrudging <sighs> manner in which you did it. Okay. <laughs> Culpepper actually had a lot of interesting things to say about the bay leaf. Uh, quote, that it is a tree of the sun and under the celestial sign Leo and resisteth witchcraft very potently, as also all the evils old Saturn can do to the body of man. And they are not a few, for it is the speech of one. And I am mistaken if it were not Mazaldus that neither witch nor devil, thunder nor lightning, will hurt a man in the place where a bay tree is. Well, dang. Well, dang, exactly. Better plant some bay trees. We should. Right here in the studio. I was about to say, they're pretty big, as you said. You can, you can prune them. You can keep them small. We, and we wouldn't tell anybody. Somebody would just come in. One day is bay, bay And tree. we have an intense grow light bay tree situation. Yes, and we have police tape around it. <laughs> Do not touch. No other note. I like it. Sounds, that's our speed right there. Yep. <laughs> Everyone would know immediately. Oh, that was Annie and Lauren. They'd be like, Annie, Lauren. Oh, what are you up to now? A source from the 1800s described the practice in France, Burgundy in particular, of using bay leaves at weddings. Bay was decorated with ribbons, and then the best man, with the help of six assistants, lifted it up to the highest chimney of the newly wedded's home. I couldn't figure out if that was like a seven, had to be seven number or anything. But anyway, Mm -hmm. um, then they'd take a bottle of brandy and break it over the bay leaf. I'm assuming it was a wreath uh, to protect the house from lightning. So a very early lightning rod. And they'd sing a song, which I uh, is in French, and I'm going to attempt. So apologies to myself, <laughs> to everyone else, but I think we can get through this. Yeah, no, I have, yes, totally. Thank you. Do it. Il est planté le laurier, le bon vin la rose, qu'il amine au marier, monage tout rose, tout rose, tout rose. A tourbouvant et chantant, I un l'homme en joie. Qu'en ont-ils rejetant la mer se voit, se voit, se voit. Que leur rejetant grandit, plus tard se marie, pour qu'un l'arrière revêtit le charme, la vie, la vie, la vie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't speak French at all, so that sounded just fine to me. Basically, it's everything is good. We're drinking and we're singing. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Go life. <laughs> um, <laughs> Apparently, the belief that bay leaves provided protection from lightning um, was so strong that people would walk around during thunderstorms with branches of the leaves over their heads. This is one of my favorite facts. Hopefully facts. <laughs> that is a delight. That's great. You just that you're around. just walking around like, hope no lightning strikes me. <laughs> yes. Here's my branch. Here's my anti-lightning branch. And I like to imagine you don't have an umbrella. Right. It's just a it's sad just little... The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I see, I'm, I'm hoping, uh, contrary-wise, that the branch was big enough and thick enough, 
that uh, yeah. it served as an umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be, yeah, that would be ideal. That would be. Or like maybe you have an umbrella and it hangs down from there. Oh, sure. There's a lot of options. There are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Around this time, there was a belief in England that by placing five bay leaves on your pillow, the four corners in the middle, on Valentine's Day Eve, women could get visions of their future husbands. Okay. In some versions, they were supposed to put on an inside-out clean, the women were, an inside-out clean nightdress and recite, Good Valentine, be kind to me, and dreams let me my true love see. I guess it works as good as anything. Sure. I've said before, I used to do the apple thing. You carve the, all the skin off the apple, and then you let it sit outside for a little bit. Whatever the letter that It forms, resembles, yeah. That's the name, that what it's going to start with, uh, <laughs> your future husband. Well, <laughs> very scientific, I'm sure. <laughs> Bay was a part of some funeral traditions in Western Europe and the U.S. as well, either laid out across a coffin or sprinkled beforehand. The laurel wreath featured heavily in the design of the 2016 Olympics in Rio. And this brings us to some conspiracy. Conspiracy? <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. Okay. In 2017... <laughs> Kelly Conavoy posted an article titled The Vast Bayleaf Conspiracy over at the All, arguing that bay leaves don't do a damn thing. Uh, <laughs> quote, maybe you've had this experience. You throw a bay leaf into a broth and it doesn't do anything. Then you throw the rest of the bay leaves you brought into the broth too because you only bought them for this item and you'll be damned if you don't taste a bay leaf and they don't do anything either. <laughs> what could be the cause of this? I'll tell you. Bay leaves are bull****. What does a bay leaf taste like? Nothing. What does a bay leaf smell like? Nothing. What does a bay leaf look like? A leaf. How does a bay leaf <laughs> behave? It behaves as a leaf would if you took a leaf from the tree outside your apartment building and put it into your soup. She interviewed a bunch of chefs, most of whom argued that bay leaves were not, in fact, bull****. And some rebuttal pieces were published, as well as pieces in support of her. Um, Anthony Bourdain even got drawn in. He said, (laughs) count me in the yes team. I do use bay leaves, and yes, they are important, particularly for cream sauces and poaching liquid, court bouillon for fish. I can understand how some would feel they get lost in more forceful dishes like beef stew, but I think they add something. Color me old school. There's so many responses to it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of the first thing that pops up when you start yes. Googling just, yeah, bay, whatever, whatever. Yeah, it like autofills conspiracy <laughs> out. Uh, it's, I, I think it's very funny and probably um, an indication of the less than fresh dried spices because – I mean, of course, yes, a dried spice is not fresh, but uh, but if they've been sitting for a long time – yeah. And we're not perhaps packaged properly or if, you know, they've been sitting in your house in a uh, previously opened container, yep. they do degrade. Like the flavors do dissipate over mm-hmm. time because they're volatile chemicals and that's yeah. what they do. Right. Um, so I'm like, I'm like, just get maybe should buy better bay leaves. Yeah. And there's a lot of confusion around, as you said earlier, the California one is stronger. And you yeah. can get that one fresh which a lot of people think means it will be better, but actually, It's no. quite different, and <laughs> yeah. you should not substitute a Turkish for a California, yes. or vice versa. Um, in general, yes, uh, many, many specific recipes will call for a specific, like, geographical location type. Um, perhaps, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I think Indonesian is one, Indian is another. Um, but yeah, yeah, all, all of these different ones. And 
if you're don't don't necessarily when in doubt go with the Turkish or Mediterranean kind. Yeah. I think those are the best substitute all around for stuff, mm-hmm. but there there are distinctly different flavor compounds um, that are going to add different notes to all of these different things. So yeah, yeah. And as part of all of this this conspiracy, <laughs> there were a lot of um, tests that were done. Oh, by uh, everyone ranging from like Anthony Bourdain to um, home home cooks. And the biggest thing they say is, if you don't believe Bailey's do something, put it in boiling water. Uh, one in boiling water and the other not, and you'll taste the flavor in the the water that you boiled with bay leaf. And somebody did a three-part taste test of old dried leaves, fresh dried leaves, um, and, like, fresh leaves. Uh And she said that definitely the fresh dried bay leaves were the best. Mm -hmm. And that it was – she likened them to laundry sheets, whereas she couldn't (laughs) – like, you can't necessarily pinpoint what they're adding, but they're adding uh-huh. something. Yeah. They're making complex layers. <laughs> they're not the star. They're there to support. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I like bay leaves. Oh, I love a bay leaf. <laughs> I think they smell great. They do. I put them in lots of stuff. I still do that potion ingredient thing. <laughs> you should try it. Anyone who hasn't done it, it's quite fun. I believe you. The simple things sometimes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's a surprisingly fun <laughs> research episode. Yeah. Oh, I I love this kind of stuff. Oh, it's so fun. Um. Uh. But yeah, we've got. Uh. This is this is about all that we have to say about bay leaves. We do have a little bit more for you. But mm-hmm. first, we've got one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at San Diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Thank you. 
Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with Liz. Leaf. Like a leaf down. going down. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> oh, I love it. Aaron wrote, I had no idea this was a more widespread thing until I listened to your cinnamon rolls episode this morning. Growing up in Oklahoma in the 70s, back when school lunches were cooked on site, once a month our school lunch was something called bean chowder, and it was always served with an amazing cinnamon roll. I hated the bean chowder. <laughs> I couldn't understand why anyone voluntarily ate it, but I always had hot lunch that day just so I could get the cinnamon roll. Looking back, I suppose bean chowder could be considered a form of chili, but really, it's not. <laughs> bean chowder. Gosh, mm. I've never heard of that. Spot. I oh. have not either. <laughs> I, something to Google. Okay. Yes. Teresa wrote, uh, first of all, thank you so much for making savor. Your fun banter and food puns are a joy, and I was particularly delighted that you did a podcast on cinnamon rolls. I lived in Nebraska for a little while, and I can confirm that cinnamon rolls and chili is certainly a thing there. It's quite delicious, and I think it makes sense because many people include cinnamon or chocolate as a secret ingredient in chili. I've been on a quest over the past five years to find the best cinnamon roll in America. I've tried cinnamon rolls in Nebraska, Missouri, Washington State, Oregon, California, and Colorado. There's a place in Colorado Springs that has cinnamon rolls 12 inches in diameter. Denver Biscuit Company also has cinnamon rolls that are five inches tall and are a favorite post-run meal. But... My favorite cinnamon roll is for sure found at Tartine, the famous San Francisco bakery. The texture is so incredibly flaky and butyraceous, which means like butter, and tender. I normally factor in the quality of the frosting in my cinnamon roll evaluation, and this roll does not have any frosting, but instead an orange glaze, which adds the perfect note of bitterness to contrast the sweetness. It is so good, and I make a point to get one every time I'm in San Francisco. Finally, Sorry this is so long. I have lots of thoughts and feelings about cinnamon rolls. One of my favorite things to do with cinnamon rolls is make cinnamoffles, which is where I put the pop can of cinnamon rolls in a waffle baker. The resulting cinnamon rolls are a mixture of crunchy and soft and are wonderfully easy. Oh, my heck, that sounds so good. It does. It really, really, really does. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Oh, geez. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, the next time I encounter a waffle maker— I have one. Oh, no. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I could make this happen. Oh, geez. All right. Well, <laughs> I guess if we have to. <laughs> oh, heck, I've never actually been to Tartine, but I've been meaning to go. I haven't been in San Francisco in a long time. 
I went to Tartine last time I was there, but I foolishly did not get the cinnamon roll. And usually there's quite a wait to get into Tartine. Sure, yeah. So I put in my time. Yeah. I didn't even get this. Well. Whatever I had, though, was delicious. I believe you. Yeah. That was uh, (laughs) a—I was very—that trip was very planned out. So a lot of it's blur. (laughs) A very delicious, delicious, fun blur, but— But hoof. I did a lot on that trip. You you are a human who can squeeze a lot of things in. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those times where I think my travel companions might have murdered me yeah. at one point. Oh, you seem like you're still fine in here. Yeah. I doubt they would ever go to San okay. Francisco with me again, but that's okay. That's fine. Some people <laughs> can't handle your tenacity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you. <laughs> we'll say that. That's what it is. <laughs> Um, thanks to both of those listeners for writing in. Yes. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at saverpod. And we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio and Stuff Media. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows, 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 shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.